Welcome back to another episode of Getting Strange with Stevie Mo. I'm Stevie Mo, joined via the online, via uh, probably Bell Network, whatever they got up in Canada. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who even knows anymore? <laughs> I got my buddy Bud Fisher. Bud, how you doing, Bud? I'm doing great. How are you, Stevie? Ah, uh, man, I'm uh, I'm living the dream, man. I get to get to talk to you, and this is going to be a change of pace because this is actually going to be a positive episode. It's been doomy and gloomy the past couple uh couple weeks and we're uh, aiming for anyways we'll see <laughs> yeah man. i should i was like because hey, i do wake it up today i was doing this podcast i, I gotta leave work i overslept my alarms and i'm leaving work and there's a nasty storm cell moving in it's like yellow outside at like 5 30 in the morning i go Ooh, <laughs> this ain't gonna be a good day but uh turns out it funny was. you say that funny you say that because i um had my alarm set this morning and i woke up and I didn't know what time it was. And I, you know, you tap your phone. I tapped my phone and it was black. And like my, it wasn't like plugged in properly. So my phone was dead. So I had to go out and like look at the microwave to see what time it was. <laughs> it was like a few minutes before, like it was like, it was like 15 minutes before my alarm was supposed to go off. But I was like, I kind of got, I kind of got lucky because I could have been real late. But anyways, I, I've made had it a- in, made it in. Lately, I've been having this. At, so I don't know what it is. Maybe I got sleep apnea, but I cannot wake up, especially when my alarms go off. And I do this thing where I have my regular clock alarm and uh, and my phone alarm. And one will be going off, and I'll be trying to hit the other one. Mm-hmm. My phone case, it's like the worst. It, it feels the same on the front and back. So like I'll just be tapping it, and it's black. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> but then I'll like just like keep holding buttons. And what I'll accidentally do is, like, I'll hold a button long enough that it jumps my alarm clock forward an hour. So, oh, God. So I'll wake up, and I'll be like, I'll look, and it's like an hour. I'm like, oh, no, I got to get up and go. Like, I, like I'm like i thinking I'm an hour late, but I'm actually right on time. There's there's an app. Um, I don't know if it's called the Sleep app. I don't know what it is. I used it for a bit, and now I don't because I have two kids. I have a five-year-old. And, uh, and I have a six month old. And so like alarms are useless. Like, you know, they're up before or whatever they're jumping in bed or whatever they're doing, but <clears throat> there's an app that you might look up. It's called a sleep app. I think anyway, look, look up what sleep apps they have. And if you put your phone on your bed with you, like beside your pillow, or whatever it tracks your uh, sleep cycles. And so you go from a, like, a um, I don't know, not very deep sleep into like the deeper sleep and then the REM sleep. And then you come out of that cycle and you stir a bit, whatever. And so what it does is you set a time frame when you want to wake up, like between eight and eight forty-five or between seven and seven thirty, whatever. And then it waits until you enter into that lighter sleep cycle. And so it's a better way to wake up. So you're not getting jarred out of like a super deep sleep or sleeping through your alarm. It's waiting until that part of the sleep cycle when it's more natural to wake up. And then it's easier to get up. So it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty smart, but, you know, I just wake up whenever the kids are screaming, so. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you know, just uh, if you guys want to save money from the app store, have two kids. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because that's so much cheaper. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not running up your Apple bill, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your applesauce bill, though, that, that thing's probably going to yeah. be sky high. Yeah, the, app, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the applesauce bill is up there now. <laughs> Do uh all right, so this is probably only an American problem, but uh do you guys have baby food up in Canada? 
Yeah, you know what? We're just having this conversation because our youngest is on is on formula right now, and there's no there's. Are you talking about baby food like the like the like blended apricots or, or formula? See, I I kept hearing it, and I ne- like me, I was just like, oh, this is crazy, and I never looked into it. I I couldn't tell you. Oh, I, it was a formula. It was a I formula shortage. I think it was, there was like, formula. There yeah, was, yeah. There was some like the biggest producer in the United States had. <laughs> E. coli or something they had to shut down whatever it was that was one of the things but no we we haven't um my wife was saying this week that um if you need like a hypoallergenic or like a specialty one they're impossible to find but we're lucky enough that there's no allergies or you know lactose free or anything like that and so we just yeah we haven't had any problems with it oh that's good i um uh I've been trying to think of the name of this place, and I, I the the one time I ever went to Canada, I keep talking about this store. It's like a giant grocery store, and I cannot remember the name of it. There was where was it? Was it out west? Was it in Sask? Were no, you in Sask or Alberta? Where were you? I, I was in Winnipeg. Yeah, Winnipeg, um, Manitoba. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and it was like a There's like a great a, Canadian supercenter. There's, I mean, you guys have Costco down there, don't you? Yeah, but it wasn't quite like I mean it was a giant grocery store. It was like the size of like a Walmart, but um but it had a really generic name. And I want to say there was like yellow. Oh, yeah, yeah, no frills? No frills. It has to be. No frills. It's all like no name brand stuff and cheap and like if you want if you want a shopping cart, then you have to like put a quarter into the thing. Like at one point, like you could only pay cash. You couldn't even pay a credit card because it's a three percent fee. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like debit card only. Yeah, no credit card. So that's no frills. Ah, man, it 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 might have been, but that you said the uh, Canadian Super Center. I don't know. It like it, it might be. Yeah, it might be that too. It said like yeah. yeah, and it was weird going in there because like and you you've spent enough time down the states. The way that like grocery stores are set up down here. I mean, I, I can go find anything in any grocery store. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, uh, that dude, I, I was like lost. I'm oh, like, why is pasta Great next Canadian. to cereal? <clears throat> yeah. Great Canadian Supercenter has ketchup chips, maple syrup, mm. and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Smarties. That's it. Distinctly <laughs> Canadian, or you can't get it. All right. Ketchup chips, amazing. Yeah. Uh, they're not my favorite, but they're good. When, they're when, good. They're not. When you can't yeah. get them around here, they're amazing. It's like it, it's yeah, when you best, have it every the day. The best chips in the world, though. The best chips in the world are. I wish I had a bag here to show you, but they're all dressed. Yes, Ruffles all dressed. Yeah, they're way better than ketchup chips. They are the number one in Canada for a reason. Uh, maybe it's because I buy them all. I don't know, but they they're the best. I found them actually at a at a Walmart in Kentucky, and I was pretty excited to find them when we were down hunting down there. They so they brought them down here for a little bit and yeah. it was it was cool because at the time i was dating a lady the from canada um and the one time i went up there I, and i can't remember i told the story recently but i went in there and i was like hey uh because I, I wanted to get some beer we were staying up at this cabin and so where did you, did you go to a, did you go to a uh just a uh like a grocery store to get beer? Could, couldn't that not at this time? Because okay, yeah, this I, I, is. I thought you made the rookie move. Yeah, you went into the grocery store. And like, where is your beer aisle? She knew. I was like, I was. Let's get some beer. Let's go to the gas station. <laughs> She's yeah, like no. no. So I go in there, and I want some Molson Canadian. Right? I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to drink Molson in Canada. Of course. <laughs> 
Where do you think I start to look for Molson? This is how Americanized I am. I go over into the import section because that's where I always find it. <laughs> <at my level. laughs> like looking uh, around, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Bud Light, Coors Light. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they're starting to change that though. They're starting to change it where there's, um, you can, there's grocery stores now that at least in Ontario where you can get it. And um, like there's a gas station down the road from me. That's like a, it's like a combo LCBO. Like it's like licensed by Ontario, but it is like a gas station that sells it. So it's starting to change. Yeah. And yeah, you've been out in Kentucky. Like, you know, the, uh, how beautiful it is to be able to go grab two tall boys and two tall boys and a can of chew. Yeah, you can get Bud Light with like a Big Mac meal on the space, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're like bottle or draft. Yeah. They, they, they wonder why. They're like, if people are like, we need to have socialized medicine. No, look at our habits. No, like if we clean up, maybe if if yeah. Americans as a whole get healthier, like if yeah. if there you are more, <laughs> yeah, you can't have diet coke for breakfast and socialized medicine. You can't do it. Illegal. I def- I definitely had a diet coke <laughs> for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I did have a that's a, that's a very American thing. <laughs> I did have a protein very. shake with some uh, some Alpha Brain and um, okay. Okay. Uh, some goji berry and protein. Alpha kale. brain. I've heard of alpha brain. That was like the. I think it came up on my uh, Instagram that like Joe Rogan endorses it, right? Yeah, he owns that company. It's on it. Um, it's a nootropic. I've taken it for a little yeah. bit. It's cool. Uh, it 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 kind of does help you focus a little bit more. Like you ever have those days okay. where you're like on and you're just yeah. like cracking jokes and everyone's laughing. You kind of get that. Uh, okay. but I do the alpha brain cause I can't swallow pills. I cannot swallow a pill. So I got to do the alpha brain instant. So it, it yeah. lasts for maybe five or six hours, but you're not supposed to do it more than twice a day. So, so they, so they say like, um, with a quick, um, quick rec- recall. So, uh, like thinking of names and words and things like that, it's, it helps to improve that. If you're ever sitting there going, ah, that thing, I can't remember. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. They say that is one of the things that it helps with the most. I you find that yeah I kind of sort of what I recall it doing like the best is uh this is when I first noticed like that I liked it and I started taking it a couple years ago I've been off and on with it because uh, it's quite expensive uh, yeah. when I was a delivery driver for an HVAC company we would have to have uh on all the units. Uh, condensing units, it would say like, you know, uh, how, how big the unit is. And there were certain numbers you had to look for. It'd be like five or six numbers in, in like the, like a serial number or like a VIN, you know, like a VIN will tell yeah. you the year and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was a certain number about the tons uh, of how big the condensing was, you know, a half ton, one and a half, two and a half. Right. And I, I would always be like, oh man, what you did? I grabbed the wrong one. You know, there was a couple times that I've taken the wrong unit, but I started noticing they're like, somebody called me once. I go, hey, what is that unit? And I just remembered I was like, that, 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 18K. And I like, I just remembered enough of the numbers. I was like, oh, it is definitely like a two ton unit. I was like, oh, that's wild. So you're like, sold. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I was yeah, sold. Like, I looked at it. I was like, I wonder if that stuff really works or not. Yeah. And it's, it's good. I mean, it gets you, um, it like a lot of people say they use it for like a pre workout because it it kind of yeah. wakes you up like coffee. Oh, uh, does it? Does yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, it, for me, it's 
if I can get going in the morning, you know, it's it's very nice to have enough time to where that can kick in. I always should give about forty five minutes and then yeah, start your day off on the right foot. But yeah. Yeah. This segment brought to you by AlphaBrain. AlphaBrain.com. <laughs> Type in Stevie Moe for 15% up. <laughs> Stevie Moe hasn't been fired from his job yet, so you should buy it. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely like that. Um, you know, I've, I've been on a, a little bit of a health kick, you know, not drinking. I'm drinking the uh, NA beers now. And yeah, I was, you know, it's funny. I went back and did. Uh, did an episode of working class. Um, Bo I saw Hunter. that. Yeah. yeah. They've been, been kind of, you know, we went our separate ways about two years ago and I wanted to venture off and do this. And, you know, yeah. it, it took, um, it took about two years to where we're finally like, we'd always been kind of cool, but I, I, I went through a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff and I, now that I'm still not going through it, but we got back together and just had a good old time and <laughs> sat there and slammed like six NA beers. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> You know, I was, I was drinking these, and they're they're to me they're quite good. And I didn't realize like the day before, uh, one of my one of my favorite pro wrestlers working now, um, he entered rehab just because life on the road was awful. He didn't do anything bad, yeah. but you know he ended up doing that. And you know his ritual after a match was you know have some beers, and he he said he started drinking these Athletic Brewing Company beers. I was like, I just discovered those too, so. Really? Um, and they carry them at some bars here. So if you go out with some friends and you know, you're not drinking, you can have a couple of these and they taste like beer. Yeah. It's cool. You're like, you're having beer and drive home fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't love beer because it, it kind of bloats me and I get, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I, beer doesn't really agree with me. I can have one, you know, sitting on the dock or something like that, but I just, I don't like how it makes me feel. So, and I don't know if that's, you know, the, the type of alcohol or if that's the, some other wheat ingredient or something like that, the hops, I don't know what it is, but I just kind of avoid beer because it just doesn't, it just doesn't sit right. Like it's just, you know, I, I enjoy it occasionally, but I don't, I don't drink it very often. Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've been, cutting way back on how much I drink and it does it it, it bloats you but you get so used to it that <clears throat> you know you take a take an expended time off you drink yeah. and all of a sudden man you feel like a Macy's Day <laughs> parade balloon <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that describes it well yeah I'm yeah. like looking at myself I shouldn't wear a white t-shirt drinking beer I'm gonna look like the stay puffed marshmallow yeah <laughs> <laughs> at the end of Ghostbusters yeah <laughs> just wreaking havoc on the city <laughs> <laughs> just just belching and just being like loud and obnoxious <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but uh uh man i was i i I knew i wanted to go somewhere with that um or something else i want to bring up about uh canada was a grocery store but i that uh that 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 train sailed a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) but that ship is way down the tracks yeah yeah i uh (laughs) Oh no! <clears throat> speaking of speaking of beer stories, I was going to tell you this right before uh, we went on air, but um, I was out. I had to get a little ten mile bike ride in, and I'm like before before I got back home, I was like, I remember I needed to stop by my grandma's house and make sure that her garbage can got pulled in, and <clears throat> apparently that storm that we had today, my grandmother called my mom frantically and she's like my wicker chair blew all the way down the street and someone needs to come get it 
So I knew I had to stop there and get it. And I, this is this is just how my grandmother is. She's like ninety three. I roll up to the house, and where do you think the the wicker chair is? Sitting on the porch. It is really close. It is. <laughs> if, and again, she's nine. She's like ninety. She might be like ninety four, dude. This this, this lady's mm-hmm. old as old as dirt, and. It's like, <clears throat> you can see the door. It's right off to the left. And I just go, oh, God. And I'm like, all right. I drag that back up onto the uh, onto the porch. And I'm like, I'm knocking on the door because I know it's almost, um, my grandma goes to bed at like five in the afternoon. She's one of those. <laughs> I'm like knocking. I don't hear anything. Like the TV's on. And I'm like, oh, this is getting a little weird. And I'm like, <clears throat> I do the whole you know, put my face because yep. I get the reflection there. And the first thing I see is where my grandma sits, and there's just a Bud Light can. And I go, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll send you the video. And I like, I'll, I'll send it to you uh, after this, but I'm just like, Oh, okay, that's that probably explains that. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's just getting oh, I you're gonna say she was, but you're gonna say she was half a mile down the road looking for a wicker chair. I uh, man, she but I have. I have an aunt, uh, my mom's older sister. Um, she's, I don't know, she's 85, I think. Um, and she, there was complications at birth. And so she's, she's challenged. She was, she lived on her own, was fully independent for years and years and years. And, you know, five years ago, she moved into a home so that they could take care of her a little bit better. But she had chickens and dogs and cats and everything for years. And um, she's about four and a half feet tall. And she's as wide as she is tall. And up until she was like 70, 75, she was like throwing hay bales, throwing like throwing square bales onto the trailer. And she's just, she's awesome. But <laughs> the one story I just pictured when you were doing your, your grandma voice, I was picturing my, my aunt Annabelle. Um, I have a cousin, Gub. His name's Eric, but we call him Gub. And he stopped by to, she lived on a farm, and he stopped by to um, do something with the tractor. And there was a lean-to with the tractor and a few things in there. And uh, he went in, there was three big wasp nests. And uh, those wasp nests were in there. They started kind of swarming them a bit. And, and he took off, and he stopped in, knocked on the door, and said, Annabelle, whatever you do, don't go down to the lean-to. Um, there's wasps down there. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to get like, I'm going to smoke them out or get like one of those beekeeper suits. I'm going to take care of it, but I can't do it till tomorrow. So just don't go down there. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow morning. He goes, <laughs> he goes down the next morning. Then there's three wasp nests on the ground, stomped and like a and like a broom in the middle, <laughs> the middle of the ground and he goes up to the house and he knocks on the door and he comes in and he goes Annabelle what are you doing I told you not to go down there and she can't run like she can hardly like she can hardly walk like she just she's got this and he goes I told you not to go down there and she goes oh those buggers ever bite <laughs> So she, one at a time, knocked down three wasp nests, stomped them, and then walked away. Like, she can't, she can hardly walk. And I was just thinking, she must have been stung, like, honestly, a hundred times. Like, it was, it was insane. Anyways, I was, that's, that's Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) She told me that um, she couldn't come to my wedding because nobody could feed the chickens. (laughs) So... <laughs> you gotta excuse that one. Like I know it's like, well, good point. It's a good point. So uh, I, I she's definitely the best. She's, she's awesome. 
That's awesome. I so, need to. I need to use that. Those <laughs> buggers ever bite. Oh, it's like, hey, hey, can you come? Can you come uh, over tonight? Hey, no one's gonna be here to feed the chickens. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. One of my another one of my favorite ones is she got bit by one of her cats, and like there's there's stories for days with Annabelle, of course. And, um, she got bit by one of the cats, and her hand was kind of swollen and didn't look good. So my cousin Rowanna took her into um, into the doctor, and the doctor said, "Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll give you some antibiotics for this, and then we'll, um, but we really have to bring the cat in, and we'll do a swab of the cat's mouth to make sure there's no, you know, parasites or anything there. Make sure the cat doesn't have rabies or anything like that." And Rowanna said, "Okay, is that all right, Annabelle?" And Annabelle goes, <laughs> "Oh." <laughs> we bring the cat in and she goes oh yeah 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 we'll bring the cat in so she's like okay well she drops her off she said i'll pick you up at 9 a.m tomorrow we'll go back to the doctor she said, okay she pulls in at quarter to nine and annabelle's walking across the lawn with a shovel in one hand and the cat by the tail stiff as a board in the other <laughs> it's, dra- it's dragging across the ground like a two by four. <laughs> this lady's a menace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if she would have uh, had kids and the kids back talked her? Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! She gets bit by uh-huh. a cat and beats it to death with a shovel. <laughs> this oh. lady's ruthless. Oh, oh man! Hey. Imagine the horse that neighed at her the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need oh, some homemade no. glue. <laughs> She's uh, unbelievable. Oh man, that is what did they did they test it or? One. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The point of the story is not whether or not she had rabies. <laughs> that is some. That is some hillbilly esque. Yeah. yeah. Oh god, where is this? This is rural. So you. Grew up, did she grow up like are you guys is your all your family around the same place up there or are you guys well yeah so my mom's family my mom comes from um there's 10 kids so she's got five brothers and four sisters and they grew up in Bancroft which is about an hour and a half uh north of where we are now we're we're in we're in Peterborough so my dad's family grew up in Peterborough and about everybody in my dad's family is in Peterborough my mom's family is mostly all all in in Bancroft and so we're all fairly fairly close there but you know peterborough's a city of eighty five thousand. bancroft's like 3500 right where my mom grew up and so and like half of that we're related to so um i always was envious here being we weren't in the city but we were close to the city but like my cousins like you know drove themselves to their baseball practice when they're 12 years old you know like it was like that kind of you know country living and i always envied that because they were fishing and four-wheeling and stuff all the time and i was you know i i played hockey i was going to hockey practice that was all great that was my passion i loved it but i'd go up there and like you know we had a maple you know a sugar shack as all good canadians do you know up there in the bush and uh i was just i never wanted to come home like i just loved that that type of life so 
It's a <clears throat> I I got like a small taste of what like kind of rural life is up there. So we went north of Winnipeg to this spot and everybody was <clears throat> and we were there on the fourth of July. Everyone's like Gee, a yank? What are you doing up here? And you guys got a major yeah. holiday? <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, I had a day off, but um we would go um and this one town we stopped in, it was the it was the first time I ever got Timmy's. Okay. And, you know, you get north of Winnipeg and there's nothing around and it's like beautiful yeah. because it's all like wheat fields and I'm so used to seeing nothing but cornfields and soybean fields yeah. and seeing like wheat and um What's like the other like pretty flower up there? A canola. Canola. Yeah. Like seeing yeah. canola fields. I was like, yo. And the greatest thing, because there's the same kind of cell phone signal. Everyone, like, I never lost cell signal. We're like an hour <laughs> from each town. And I'm like, my phone, I have Verizon. It switched to Bell. And I'm getting yeah. like fast download speeds. I'm like, this is awesome. We get to, oh man, what is the name of this town? And funny enough, I looked it up. They have another factory that, is local to this area, like Gerdau bought him out or whatever, but it's like a town of 25,000. I didn't get to go into the sports store, which I really wanted to go into, but it was weird, man. Like, I we roll in, there's, and when I'm telling you, there's nothing for miles around, like, mm -hmm. I, absolutely nothing. You get into this town, and there's like a shitty rundown Walmart, and I'm like, yeah, okay. And that's where the, that's where the beer store was, which I found out what airline miles were. When the lady asked me, second like, airline miles, I go, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. You but, have, uh, so air, airline miles, uh, there's Aeroplan, that's one, but what's the other one? I don't know. I don't have it. I know what you mean. You get it everywhere. Everybody has it. I don't. But yeah. It's you not, don't have that there where like you go to buy something at a grocery store and they're like, do you have, what's it called? I can't remember. I need a nootropic, I think, because it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, we got like, anyway, you don't have we got like rewards, like for you know, if you go to like, um, oh, we got like the Casey's gas stations. We got like the rewards there, or um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but but that's is, specific. That's not a whole network. Yeah. of you use your one card a million places. Okay, so that's only Canadian. It it is, yeah, because it's it's not like oh, and it, okay. it, when I was getting explained to me, I was like, it, it's like because you air guys, miles. oh, air miles. Yeah, you guys don't have like social security numbers up there, do you? Like they run off that or something? It's we have social insurance numbers. It's the same. Thing, uh, yeah, that might be, but it, so that's. I was just like, yeah, I'm not not really wanting the government to track my degenerative habits. <laughs> but yeah, there's that. Yeah, and I wish I, I, it was a, it was a really cool experience, and you know, seeing uh, seeing how like small town living is there, and <laughs> dude, I'm like, we're rolling up, and yeah, I just see like all these lifted trucks, and I was just like, man, these hillbillies have no idea. Meanwhile, I'm from like Iowa, and then like you know, I bet if guys from like Alabama came up and saw guys lifted trucks in Iowa, like, man, these guys have no idea. <laughs> and it's just like, <clears throat> it's like that. Uh, what's what's the uh, the rum? It's a domino. It's just like <laughs> yeah, just the, <laughs> of everyone trying to out redneck each other. The, uh, what's that uh, that Russian doll that just keeps popping up? Oh yeah, Russian nesting dolls. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, and it just gets yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time, Nacho Libre. And he's uh, like, he has a good woman, lush gardens, a collection of Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> <laughs> those are always those are actually really kind of cool. Just. You know, it's like it's such an old toy that, yeah, you had to actually put in a lot of <clears throat> a lot of work to like mill it out and then mill around an edge, and it's like, you know, you, yeah, you don't think about there's like, a proper name for it. It's not just 
Russian nesting dolls. But I thought, that's, I thought it was cool. called like Rum Rumkin or something like that. It's, it's... There might be. I don't know what the actual name is. I only know what the Nacho Libre reference name is. A <laughs> <laughs> good old Nacho Libre. Um, Great movie. You you tell me tell me you like that movie. If you don't like that movie, then we might have to cut it short. I've seen it. I've seen it. Here's all right, here. It's gonna get really nerdy here. It's to me, it portrays like lucha culture as like uh, I. I'm not one of I'm not one of those guys that's like uh-huh. oh we need to protect culture, but <clears throat> it doesn't do lucha's justice. Like when I uh you know we talk about like pro wrestlers. Yeah, I, I love pro wrestling. I love it to death. I appreciate the lucha culture more than any of them because <clears throat> these guys take it so seriously. Like they're like legit buried in their lucha mask. Like that yeah, becomes yeah. their whole life. Like hair versus hair matches. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's serious business. Like if you change a ma- like your mask is like the rest of your life, your identity. And I, yeah. I you know, I can appreciate when they take an art like that and just the way that they work um i man i i I love luchador wrestling now i can only do so much of it because there's other styles that i like but yeah you know it's uh to me i i just and i feel like such a dork i'm just like like i'm yelling at people like you don't talk bad about star wars (laughs) Yeah. I, saw, I saw this video this kid getting like red hot he's like what did you say it was like some kid in high school like he was balling his fist up ready to fight some kid over star wars <laughs> that has to be the best fist fights like i i would i would enjoy watching a, like a star wars and a star trek fan fight each other <laughs> oh that's true yeah that's true well, I, I um, Nacho Libre was like one of those cult movies for me in college, you know, where we would, oh, yeah. we would, uh, so at the, it, like in the summer, so I was, I was a college athlete. I played hockey in, uh, in university and we'd come back and, and spend the summer at the cottage, which is, you know, a lake house or a cabin for all of you cottages, uh, you know, a cabin on the lake. And for all of you south of the border, but um, <laughs> we would, so my brother was a professional athlete. He, he played hockey. And so we had a, we had a trainer that like spent the summer with us. He was like one of our friends that, that, that trained us. And um, so we'd wake up early in the morning, we'd work out and we'd spend, you know, the day on, on the lake because as a college student, that was a college athlete and a professional athlete we had nothing better to do so we so we enjoyed we worked really hard in the winter we, we enjoyed the summer so um where was i going with this yeah so that became one of the like movies of the summer like i don't know how many times we watched it but everything was quoted from from nacho libre and my my brother would always say chancho i need the bar sweat you know all that <laughs> stuff and so for his bachelor party which is 2010 we got him like the nacho libre mask like to oh, really? like to, had to like put on and you know when we were out in like miami but um <laughs> so that's how that's how much we liked it but um anyway i could see that if you are big in wrestling or you like it bothered you that they didn't like that it wasn't portrayed properly that's like you know when i when I, i'm a bow hunter and when i watch you know and a movie with like 
like an archer, like Legolas or somebody. And yeah. they're just like, like this and like this and like there's zero consistency. Like it just ruins the movie because you can't get past how brutal that is. So I yeah. can see that. And it's, it, you know, it's, it's not the worst thing. And uh, somebody else was, was talking to me about that. And I, I'll, I'll go back and watch it again. And I'm sure, you know, there was some, a lot of respect paid that I just didn't see. But yeah. for me, it's just kind of one of those, uh, it's, it, not not to take away from anything that any of the actors did either, because uh, you know they everybody that produced that movie worked hard, and if you work hard yeah. at something, I'm definitely gonna appreciate it. It's, it's just it's just who I am. Even if I don't like agree with it, like if it's a you know someone that I know puts out some music, even if I don't care about it, like I know how hard yeah. they worked on it, like I'll still support it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That. Uh, well, what's what's your? So we said this is going to be positive, not negative. Yeah. So let's let's not harp on you no. know one of my favorite movies. What's oh, your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> my oh boy, I go back I go back and forth. Um, I think my favorite movie of all time, depending on the day, is Goodfellas. No, that sucks. No, uh, t- terrible. Just god awful. <laughs> it it portrays Italian Americans okay. as <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at, the, look at this. I'm going to kill a guy for point shaving. Uh, hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, dude. Okay, Goodfellas. Okay. Goodfellas is, to me, I I, I remember I'd, I'd seen it probably when I was 18. Okay. And it was just one of those movies that everybody talked about, you know, you you might want to see, but they talked about the Godfather a little bit higher than as far as mob movies go. Yeah. The problem with me watching Goodfellas is when I watch it for the next <laughs> 25 years, all I could do is quote that. And my buddy Brad is notorious about like, we will be at like house parties mm-hmm. and <laughs> we'll like go out to like we go out to my buddy's Shane's house and he's got like the uh you know like a big TV in his garage and mm-hmm. we'll just play like YouTube clips and yeah. every time we see someone like sitting down we'll just be like here you resting and <laughs> it's just out of nowhere like if we're hanging out with a bunch of people you know we're having like a good time I and I'll just know he's gonna do it like we'll be in a group of people and he'll be like <laughs> you're a funny guy and I and immediately and I can't stop myself from doing it. I cannot stop just funny how <laughs> like and we'll do the whole thing it, it's I okay so but that's how you did Nacho Libre too yeah yeah it yeah. becomes something more than what it is because it's like a social lubricant it's a conduit and then it's be, it's funny because of the social context of how it's funny more than the movie's even funny or or good right but I I I don't think I've ever seen Goodfellas. It was one of those movies that recently I was like, you know what? Should I watch this? Should I watch another one? I ended up probably flipping through. I don't know if it was Netflix or Plex or what it was, but I was scrolling through so long that I was like, nah, I, I'm just going to go to bed because I've been looking at what movie to watch for an hour. <laughs> yeah, you spent two hours trying to find a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've, I've been guilty yeah. of that I too. watched a lot of great previews though. A lot of great previews <laughs> i've I spent a lot of times putting together like a wish list on netflix and yep. i was yep. just <clears throat> you I, know what like one one 
bad review on Rotten Tomatoes and I'm out. So it's like, you know, I, I don't have a lot of options, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I think T-Bone told me I need to watch. He told me there's two movies I need to watch and I downloaded one of them and I need to go back and watch it. But like, I, I, I will do this for you because we're, okay. we're, 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 we're friendly. We're positive. We're, we're having a good, you wouldn't good call us friends. Huh? You didn't call us friends. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm only friends with people that I can shake their hand on a daily basis. So if I can't see you every day and shake your hand, you're not my friend. That's why my boss is my only friend. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we're 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 friends, but I'm saying, you know, I was trying to more so like we're trying to look outside the box. I will watch Nacho Nacho Libre. I will get I, you, have I, to, you have to watch it with your um just for just for the comedy goal. Not because it represents your passion well, but just for how funny it is. That's, That's it. I, I'm, I'm going to go into it watching it as a yeah. funny movie. You know? Funny movie. Because, like, I, you know, I, I'm sure there wasn't a bunch of mechanics that watched cars and was like, absolutely not talking cars. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Lightning McQueen has headlights? When was the last time you saw a race car with headlights? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, zookeepers yeah. were boycotting Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine when B movie came out? How many beekeepers? Oh my were, goodness! We're swarming yeah. the reviews. Yeah, yeah. This disrespects the the hard work that beekeepers do. Yeah, my probably my favorite part in that whole movie, though, Nacho Libre. To go back there, <coughs> is when he sings a song. And he like leans against the door frame and he's like, "I wrote this song in the desert." And he goes, <laughs> he goes. I don't know the whole, the whole song, but he's like, it's to Incarnacion, who's the girl he's in love with. And he goes, to kiss your lips, I break your vows. No, 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 Jose, unless you want to. Then we break our vows together. <laughs> Incarnacion. Oh, then he goes, um... <laughs> unless you want to. What's the other part? He goes, um... I ate some bugs, I ate some grass, I used my hand to wipe my tears. <laughs> In- <laughs> uh, I, I love how I, I love how giddy you are about this. I'm 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 gonna watch it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh here's here's another question, because now I'm now I'm curious. I want to start digging deeper into the into the mind of my friend. I'll call you that. <laughs> till you watch, till you watch good films. Loosely, <laughs> loosely defined friend. Yep. Uh, what? All right. What movies? Because that movie defined your summer. There was uh, like it probably defined one summer, but then it was like one of those things that we always went back to, you know. And that's how like, you'll see that you'll see one of those buddies, and you'll just be like, Encarnacion, you know. <laughs> It's, it's just one of those things that it brings you back to like that great time in your life. Like the movie's not as good as I say it is. That's fine. It's just I have fond memories of that period in my life. And that movie was like became kind of this this component of that, right? That we had so many good laughs and so many jokes. And it wasn't watching the movie. It was 
all of the times that we're spending later quoting that movie. That's the reason I'm so fond of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it has nothing to do with how funny the movie is. It has everything to do with the memories that we shared, you know, during that period of our lives. So see, but then doesn't that make something great though? Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's, yeah, if it's going to have that much of a lasting impact on someone, that's that's what I make that think makes think something great. Like I don't yeah, care what yeah. a bunch of fat critics who have seen every movie have to say about it. If if it makes people continue to have memories, that's that that's great to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 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 Anchorman will be forever one of the greatest movies because the first you know um, evening that I spent with my wife, like we weren't dating, we weren't anything. It was the first time that we actually sat down and, and had a conversation because I, I met her at a wedding and stuff like that. She came over. I had my buddy, my buddy Shannon was with us and we watched Anchorman and he was an awesome wingman because he passed out. He's like narcolepsy. And so he passed out like in the previews, <laughs> so, you know, so that I could like, <laughs> That's a, uh, all right, now that, that's a friend right there. All right. Yeah, yeah. So so we stayed up until like, you know, we stayed up until like two in the morning just like talking. I, I didn't know much about her other than that she was that we had fun at that wedding with the group of people. And so that's when I got to know her and I was like, This this girl's awesome. And so like Anchorman is one of those movies that like like defined what my life is now, right? It was, it's not, I mean, Anchorman, the movie didn't define, but it was like one of those, you know, moments that, that, you know, changed my life. That was the, the first, I remember like verbatim some of the stories that she told me and we were laughing and having a good time sitting on the couch, getting to know each other. And like, that was when I was like, I was, I didn't decide I was going to marry her, but I was like, this girl's, like legit, you know? So it's like that, that movie is like a, a cornerstone, not because the movie is so great, but because of the significance it has to me personally. So we're about, we're pretty close to the same age. And yeah. I mean, that's one of the cutest stories I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I remember being at some of these parties where like stepbrothers was coming out and Anchorman and yeah, like yeah. all these guys and all these girls we're watching movies together, and uh, I I never had a girl through any of that, so I always watch all those movies alone. <laughs> and uh, I watch a lot of movies alone now because I don't have a girl anymore either. <laughs> that, was, that was some adult problems, though. This was all in due kids. time. <laughs> but it, it was like, yeah, man, I I literally watched other people make memories, <laughs> and I just have memories of them making memories. <laughs> That's probably why I'm so bitter. <laughs> Oh, I remember okay. all you guys being happy. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. <laughs> but just goes, bro, you're bringing to your killing the vibe, man. <laughs> no, I do. And I'm like, it, it, it was one of those things. I mean, like, you know, guys are always like, oh, man, wasn't that a great party? I'm like, yeah, for you guys, because I had to drive everybody home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that that defined my that defined my college and university as well. I you know, I I was the designated driver. I always just showed up late cuz getting off yeah. work at like 10, 11. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's it, it's what it is and you know, you kind of you got to you always got to just look at the look at the positives of there, you know. There's I I man, I I I could have been 
held down and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. You know, I might have had like yeah. five or six kids. Like, I, dude, I've got white trash genes in me. I would have had at least four kids by now. Yeah. If I, if I settled down, because like, dude, my my family's Irish Catholic and they are fertile. Like, yeah. my, my cousin just became a doctor and had two kids. I'm like, cool. You don't want to have any of that doctor money? Yeah. <laughs> um, what's his name? Uh, Jordan Peterson. Do you know that name? Jordan Peterson. He, yeah. So he's now a contributor of Daily Wire, which is like a conservative, you know. Oh. And he's a psychologist, and he was um, a professor at University of Toronto. So that's close to home. I'm only an hour and 15 minutes from Toronto. Um, anyway, so he's, he's this conservative kind of commentator, psychologist, uh, intellectual guy. And, and, and he has a couple of books, and one of his books is called 12 Rules for Life. And one of them is – one of the rules is don't compare yourself um, to anybody else. Compare yourself to yourself yesterday or something like that. Paraphrased. Don't quote me. So compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who anybody else is today. That might be the way that he phrases it. But I thought that that was really powerful because he goes in and he talks about when the world was small, like when there was no social media and all of that, there was like one mechanic in town and, and he was the knowledgeable guy that everybody came to and he took pride in. That. There was the high school football player that never played in the, NFL, but he was the best football player in town. And there was a girl that was, you know what I mean? Like there was something that you had that nobody else had, or you were the best at this one thing, right? And then now with social media, you could be the best in your town and on a global scale, because you're comparing yourself to 8 billion people, you, you don't have what it takes. And so you can beat yourself down. So it's a really, really complex world to live in. And so what you need to do is you need to frame the world in terms of am I progressing as who I am, not compared to who anybody else is. And that's kind of one of the only ways to be happy with, with who you are as a person. And so all that, you know, very deep stuff to say, man, you can say that you're not married, you don't have a girl, but like your growth trajectory over like the last five years that I've, you know, known you is like phenomenal, is awesome. Like I'm, I'm, you know, we're like, you know, you say friends, you know, <laughs> now, now you're putting air quotes around it, friends, <laughs> but I'm super proud of like, you know, what you, what you've done and, and, and how you, how you, you know, change your life and continue to grow. What? So anyways, that's just, what? I appreciate yeah. that. And it's funny you're saying that I'm literally wearing a CM Punk shirt and it says best in the world. <laughs> which you know at at, at this point he he really is um you know and it's that's one of those fascinating things you know talking about before social media um where there's before i like like social media really blew up so we'll, we'll say this is probably the past like six seven eight years I I started doing stand-up comedy about 11 or 12 years ago. I yeah. want to say 11 years ago. And like my it's first like probably the hardest thing on the planet to do. Like it, it's so hard to do. It you know what? Uh lately it's been so much fun because I again with uh you know I've, I've been open before on it like I there for about 9 straight years I don't think I did any stand-up sets that I could really recall sober, maybe here and there. Like I'd always have yeah. a couple drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, lately just all the shit I've gone through where, you know, I, something, 
something clicked. You know, obviously you go through what I go through and, you know, like I, I my, my drinking was getting out of control. I wasn't the best person. Like I was letting a lot of the good things in my life go. I had all these dreams, desires, and I was just I, like I would come home and just drink and not not do anything. And I would do I would try to do these podcasts and just get hammered but i love podcasting i would go up and try and do stand-up and get hammered where i wasn't working on anything Mm -hmm. and there was this was this was like the 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 little thing that kind of went like kind of clicked in my head i was looking forward to doing the stand-up set because i knew i was like i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna murder this set like i I really want to do it i was looking forward to it like all week because i was Freshly single, not my choice. Uh, <laughs> um, I was pumped all day. I was like, I'm going to just get out there. Like, this is what I got. This is like mm-hmm. the only thing I really got right now. Mm-hmm. And I had like maybe two or three drinks before the show. And that fire and desire just went whoop, and it fell off. And I was like, that is odd. I was like, huh. that little bit of yeah. alcohol can just, yeah, yeah. And you know, by the time the show rolled around, you know, I had I had gotten sober enough. Yeah, I mean, like that kind of passed through. It was like three, four hours before the show. I went up mm-hmm. there, stone cold sober, nervous. I hadn't been nervous, and dude, I've done stand up in front of like you know a couple hundred people. I hadn't been nervous, mm-hmm. and there was maybe like thirteen, fifteen people in the crowd. Yeah, I got up there nervous, and I I did what I had to do, and it felt good. I'm yeah. driving home, and this is like one of those things where it just hits you. I'm like driving home, and I go, "Why haven't I ever just done any of this? Like sober? Like what? You know? I'm like, what in the hell is is holding it? And that's when I that's when I knew I was like, you've got a problem. You've mm-hmm. got a problem. And you need to find out what it is. So yeah, and I I'm not too big to admit that I went and saw somebody. Like I've had to see somebody mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, talking about because I've who else am I going to talk to about about drinking? Yeah. My friends, they're not going to have any advice. Well, when you talk to uh, licensed people who have been there, done that, then you start yeah. finding out. Okay, that's why. This is why you do it. You need to handle business a little bit better, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, so, so there's certain things I'm not saying like it's an end all be all, but like you know, if you feel like you got a problem, you know, anyone that's listening out there, like see somebody, and if you yeah. can't find anybody, message me. I'll definitely help you, um, help you find somebody. But all of a sudden, you start realizing these things about yourself, and then here I am, like months later, I've had people come up and tell me like, dude, that was the best set you've I've ever seen you. Like you were on, you just. It's like it's like it's like a whole new person up there, and I go, yeah, because I'm sober, and I'm like, I'm really trying to work on things, and I'm not dependent on alcohol to carry me through things. Now yeah. I launched that, um, you know, that uh, cooking series with uh, Jonathan Barbecue, and I'm working on building my own seasoning company with uh, my buddy yeah. Steve. Yeah. I, all because it just clicked to me one day that I was like, man, I I can do so much more. And it's 
I mean, honestly, it probably looking back on it, and we've uh, I talked about it, I talked about it in WCB. It was probably my drinking that was really causing me to just lose all fun and desire you know, mm-hmm. with them. So it's and then you point your finger at other things, maybe, hey? Yeah, so, right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's life's life's a strange uh, strange thing, and you know, kind of looking on the other side of it, I, I, you can't get mad. Like, I I like to laugh about things in the past, like, oh, I was watching other people make memories. But at the same time, like, all those things were really kind of just building up my life to where it is now. And should should things have gone better? Yeah. Can they? Yes. You know, you got to stop looking at that. Like, I, I'm always, oh, what if, or I should have. It's like, no, here's what I'm going to do. And that's that's been a... Uh, a real fun thing for me is let's see where this can go. Hey, you know, that's, that's kind of how I'm, I'm living my life. That's why I'm like, I could have easily just rode just five miles and been like, Oh, let me though. I, I gotta, I gotta get on the horn with bud and, um, you know, get back. But I was like, let me just pedal hard, finish these 10 miles. And then I, <laughs> I forgot about my grandma's stuff. So, <laughs> but you know, and I was like, I would think, a long time to find that wicker chair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I would think you would understand if I'm like, I just had to push myself five more miles because I had to, <laughs> you know. But I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it home in time and shower. And then I was like, oh, nope, maybe not. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to just uh, kind of take no, that over no, and make no. you make you listen to all that. But the stand up thing, I've only done it a few times, and and the first time I did it was a combo of, and I wanted to see how it went. And it was a combo of of me for half of the set and Rut Daniels for for half of the set, and like I did like a transition type deal, like I went out and then came back in as as me, you know, um, and uh, and it was like to see which one went better. And I kind of have a bit of a when I when I'm me up there. I'm a little bit more reserved and laid back. And I had some kind of tongue in cheek, dry stuff that people were like, I don't know how to take this, you know, if they don't really know me, the stuff that might work like with you hanging out with buddies for, for a long time, you know, that I thought was funny and it didn't really, didn't really work. And it went in as rut and it's so high energy, so larger than life. People kind of sat up in their seats and engaged with it. And so I've had, you know, sets, which these are at like, you know, um, at, at shows at, at like hunting, you know, um, like, uh, like hunting, what would you call them? Not like trade shows kind of thing. Right. Like, Where yeah. the consumer goes, you go and it's, you know, deer fest and stuff like that. So I've done, I've done, you know, that three or four times there. And so I've had them where it's bombed and it's like the worst, like your stomach, turns and like get me off this stage everybody's staring at me and they expect something of me that i can't deliver i suck right (laughs) and then i and it's like the worst that's like the hardest that's like the hardest thing when you sit there and you bomb and you can't like you can't run away you can't hide there's eyes like searing you and like full of disappointment (laughs) and then i've had it where it's gone like better than i ever dreamt it could and you know i just you know killed it and then I remember thinking, and like I stopped playing hockey, and I played at a high level, um, but I stopped playing hockey in 2009, 
right? But I, you know, I won some championships as a kid and we had, you know, we, we won some big games. We never won, you know, a conference championship or a national championship at the NCAA level, but um, I had some success. And so what that was like, I was like, I feel like I just want to stink in big game. Like I got, I was a goalie. Like I got a shutout in, you know, the conference semifinal game in like the conference championships. And I, I, I did that in college. And so I was like, man, I just stinking shut the door, made 30 saves and got a shutout in, you know, this, you know, the semifinal game. That's how I feel right now. Like it was just this like high. And um, so anyways, it's one of those things that you just have to, I don't know, I guess, quote, be vulnerable, you know, in a sense, and then just lay it out there. And if people like it, great. If they don't, then try it again another time. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I, you know, to me, it's, it's like the one thing that I can do to get, because I'm never going to be an athlete. Like I'm never going to get the crowd like, oh, let's go. You know, <laughs> like unless I'm like doing some sort of rally, which <laughs> Any more rallies are always radicalized. I'm like, no, I'll stick away from those. But, you know, and I always wanted to be a musician. Like, I played guitar, but that wasn't ever going to happen. Um, I'm five foot seven. I'm not going to be a pro wrestler. But stand up's that one thing that any anybody can be good at. It takes a lot for people to be great at. Mm. And there's there's a, a a lot of people that okay so let me interject i'm sorry for interrupting no, but anybody can be good at that's something that somebody says that has a skill set um that is rare that's not true like not anybody can be good at it so you know we have a we have a tendency to um overlook or take for granted our gifts and like not anybody, that is absolutely wrong that anybody can be good at stand up. No way. So it's rare for somebody to be good. It's extremely rare for somebody to be great. It's a combination of extremely rare and extremely hard work to be great. Yeah. So don't, don't think that, you know, anybody, you know, cause we have a tendency to think anybody can do what I do. And I, that's not true because it takes such a combination of your personality, your desires, your all of these different things to do that. Like that's a unique gift to get up there on stage. And I'm not, I'm not calling myself a stand-up comic because I'm, I'm not. I'm an entertainer, but not a stand-up comic. I have done it, but that doesn't make me a comic. So to say that anybody can be a comic, no way, no. I, I say that because in my mind i could just be another guy there could be another stevie mo just lurking and ready to take my place and then all of a sudden cuz you already see it there's already a couple and uh <laughs> this guy around here ben woodfield i'm like i'm like there's already an, already another fat guy with long hair who's starting to tell some funny jokes so now that puts me on my toes and <laughs> i had to bury him at a show on <laughs> last Wednesday because there was this there was this girl that was getting up and Ben's the dude that like you would know his laugh and everybody was making fun of him like you know oh here's uh here's Ben's favorite comic uh what's her name Cassie Cass something like that and I get up and you know <laughs> the guy who's hosting is the comedy club manager and uh Tim Tim's good dude 
And, you know, first thing I got to do is, like, I, I, I got to roast this dude for what he said about me right before he brought me up. So I said something along the lines that he looked like a, a retired flag football coach or something like that. <laughs> and, then, and then I go, I'd like to thank uh, Ben for continuing that please let me out of the friend zone laugh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the place just went. <laughs> but Dan is just laughing. And I, man, you know, when you were talking about when you're on stage, you're, you're more reserved. You know, I, mm-hmm. I've been telling people lately, like, uh, when I, when I was talking about my drinking and stuff, that's, that's Stephen Muller talking to you. When mm-hmm. I'm out here being wild, that's Stevie Mo. When I get on stage, that's Stevie Mo. Like, I'll be, Doing my own thing as Steven Moeller. But when mm-hmm. I got on that stage, like I'm just Yeah, it's I, it's so it's so it's so different. Now I have the benefit when I do that or I make a video, you know, I, I make some videos as as me for the Catch and Deers brand. Um, you know, funny videos. We did the well, I was a character, but we did the um we did the vegan hunter, but then I did the most, uh, the most famous hunting story ever told. Love these, that. These different videos that I've done kind of as me, but now more of my energy has gone into the Rod Daniels character. So I can throw on a wig and the glasses, you know, and the, um, you know, the Masio camo and everything. And then I can kind of become that. And it's a literal mask that you put on, you know, more or less, it's a character that you put on, but so for those of you who don't know who I am or my, my family or back, my background or anything, <clears throat> my brother married Carrie Underwood. And so I've had the conversation with Carrie and it's like, she's very reserved, very quiet, but then she goes on stage and it's, she's like, yeah, but at home I'm Carrie, I go on stage and I'm Carrie Underwood. It's the exact same thing that you say. And I think yeah. that just about any performer has that same perspective. It's like, I can hide, even if I don't put on, I relate to it because I literally, I put on a wig, I put on a fanny pack and the glasses and whatever. And I, and I am somebody new, but even people that don't do that, put on this persona to go out and, and perform as well. And it's the most interesting thing. Like I'd love to dig in. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to some of that stuff. I'd like to dig into the psychology of that, where it's just, nothing's different expect, except you're in a different headspace. You know, for you, it's Stevie Moe. Yeah. It's such a, such a fascinating, you know, it's such a fascinating thing to look at. It's, it's like you can hide behind what? There's nothing there, but it's like for you, you're hiding behind a persona. Like it's, and I think, I think that, you know, on a complex level, people, people do that every day, not when it comes to performing too, yeah. right? Like, people that are maybe not content with who they are. So they have built up a persona, you know, the bully or whatever, but it's really a fascinating, you know, psychological, you know, avenue to look into. Pro wrestlers are the the same way. That's how a lot of guys get their Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's how he got his, but then you you like look at like the undertaker and you know what they uh, call it when you don't break characters, don't break kayfabe. And, yeah. you know, The Undertaker for years never did interviews out of character. Right. You know, and he would talk about it. He just recently started when he finally decided he was like done, done um, the last couple of years where, which funny enough, when I got a message from T-Bone, it's like him and uh, <laughs> Waddell 
it, it, it's just Waddell and the Undertaker with like a dead turkey. I'm like, whoa, what? I'm like, wait, excuse me? And I remember I, I put the bug in his ear because yep. he was doing this interview. He's like, yeah, I'd like to do some like hunting, you know, hunting yeah. shows. And I messaged Bo and I'm like, dude, you guys got to get the Undertaker. And he's like, I, I was like, I don't got any call over that. But apparently he reached out like months later. But he said for years he would, well, even when he was going out with the boys, he would always just wear black because, yeah, that was him, and he was so dedicated to keeping the Undertaker as long as it can go, and you know now he's just living his best. It's inspiring in a way. Like that might seem weird to some people that don't relate to that um, that type of work, but. You know, I get, <clears throat> we're doing the Catch and Deers retail tour featuring Rat Daniels right now. And I'm, I'm having these conversations for hours on end. We're doing these meet and greets and people will be like, you know, and they're, and they're meeting Rat Daniels, the, the character. And, you know, people are asking, so where are you from? I'm like, you know, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> you know, like, do you have any kids? No. <laughs> like, and then they're like digging, like they, it's like some people, I, I don't know, like in my head, I'm like, who are you, who are you asking this question to? <laughs> right? <laughs> did you ever see, did you ever see Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Is that the one that has um, Justin Timberlake in it? No, no, this is uh, uh it was a, he was in an action movie. What was it? Speaking of T Bone, T Bone would know he's a huge fan of Timberlakes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Google um, that. Justin Timberlake movie. No, Re- Reservoir Dogs is a classic. A Friends of Benefits, Trolls. No, there was one. Okay, bad teacher. IMDb. <laughs> I am confused. I swear it was Justin Timberlake and Reservoir Dogs. Am I wrong about yeah, that? Uh, he would have been like three years old. I would have thought. No, Justin Timberlake's older than that. And Justin Timberlake like forty something. He's probably yeah. He's probably around forty. Nineteen eighty one. So he's almost forty. Yeah. Or he's yeah. He is forty. Hey, he would have been. Hey, he might have been ten years old when this came out. Yeah, this. So, okay. Reservoir Dogs was a uh, Tarantino flick. And okay. No, when it came out, ninety. I think it was Steve Buscemi's first movie. But I, it's it's awesome, and they kind of do the backstory of how like one of the guys like infiltrated. Uh, he was an undercover cop, and just like the things he was going through, like how he's going through the stories. Ninety two, it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Like how he was going through like the stories of like how he like if like anybody busts him, like, you know, oh, what's your backstory? Like I just thought like <laughs> that's how you gotta do it. Like that's how Rutz gotta do like the backstory where he's just like reading up and living it. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go spend some time in Pennsylvania just to be like, oh, from Allenstown on the rough side. <laughs> and just go hang out there. I just say, where are you from? From the part of t- near, like near Scranton or, or near near Harrisburg. What part? The part of town where we got in fights to stay out of trouble. <laughs> See, but you know, and I love that uh, the the Ruck character to me. 
I remember when it when it first came out, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> and I wasn't like, I for me, I didn't I didn't like invest anything more into it than I was just like, "Oh, cool, this is what what they're doing now." I'm like, "All right," and it never stopped. <laughs> it's like this is awesome to see because it just it never went bye-bye and i'm like i'm so glad to see that and in in the wrestling world it's it's the 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 gimmick it's your gimmick and it's stuck around and the fact that it's still as popular like it's more popular today than it was back then it's like it it works people people relate to it it's yeah it's entertaining it really is I, I'm glad that you you said that because that's something that we that, that we focus on with the rep character is that it can be funny and if it doesn't relate to people's hunting experiences then it won't then it won't go anywhere. So I think yeah. you know entertaining plus uh, plus relevant is what we is what we aim for and and yeah it it it's been it's been a lot of fun and it's been awesome and we've been we've been blessed blessed with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if we ever thought it would be, you know, what it is, but, um, there's been a heck of a lot of video views and support for it. And we're going, we're doing the retail tour now, and there's hundreds of people showing up to shake hands to get a picture. And that's very, 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 you know, humbling to have that kind of experience. So, so the, the whole catching deers thing from <clears throat> how we saw it. This was 2016, 2017? Yeah. We started it on November 1st of 2016. Okay. Mm-hmm. We would have been podcasting for about a year at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that very first video, like, it really set the tone. And I'm actually wearing the – I wore them special, the Catching Deer's pants, <laughs> the, or, <laughs> yeah. the original daddies. And I still got the – it's a, it's a, I was still pretty warm from that ride. It was muggy today. Otherwise, I would have been wearing the full jumpsuit. Um, mm-hmm. But everyone's like, yo, you need to see this. It's right up your alley. And I remember us watching it. And my <laughs> my first thought was, oh, God, I hope they don't start a podcast. We're not going to last long <laughs> competing with them. Because <laughs> I was like, it, it, uh. to, to me, that was where I thought WCB – could have been in a couple of years i was like the there and we knew like something was something was uh like different because you'd seen some of these things come and go but that mm-hmm. video i was like these guys there's there's something about these guys and you know of course getting to know you guys over the years it was like all right and then to remember how that started then the rut character then one of the coolest moments that uh, you know, friend to friend, I've seen is when you guys landed that deal with Tractor Supply. I was like, I'm really proud of you guys. Like that was awesome to yeah to know where it started. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've talked about you quite a few times uh, throughout this and just in conversations with people and. You being one of the nicest guys on the planet, how you stuck around with us and kept coming back. Like there was one night up in Deerfest, which is happening this weekend. <laughs> I, I think I think I had videos on my phone. <laughs> uh, no, this was this is the night 
uh, we tried to get no, 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 no. This wasn't the night we saw you guys out. There Jose, was... uh-huh. are you talking about Jose? Jose, Rose, Rose, like the red and white wine mixed together that you were trying to get me to drink at the hotel. Oh God, no! Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, no. This no. was a. I think I this is a different night. No. <laughs> I, no, this was like the next day. I think I might have seen. I think you guys were staying at different hotels because I think you guys were there two years in a row. The one time I like I came up to you, and I am I was completely hungover. Like we did a lot of degenerative stuff that night. Like I'm pretty sure we were scratching scratch tickets at the bar with like quarters that we were like throwing in people's drinks, it, just having like de- debaucherous stuff. And I come and see you the next day. And I'm talking oh, to you. I, yeah. <laughs> and I go, you're like, how was your night? I'm like, oh, dude. I'm like, I, 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 I've sinned. I've done disgusting, terrible things. How was your night? And you go, well, me and uh, me and old Reedy boy, we uh, we went and got a Nerf football, and we were in the pool, and we were like throwing it and like filming our catches, like doing like <laughs> ESPN catches. And I just looked at, you, I hugged you. I go, you were the uh, I was like, dude, you were like the kindest. You're the most <laughs> innocent person I've ever met in my life. I'm like, you guys are grown men out of the country, away from your wives, and you both are like good looking cats. I was like, man, if I, and, and that's why that's why I was not blessed with good looks <laughs> because uh, I'd be was... abusing them. And you guys are like, yeah, dude, we're fil-. and I just I, I hugged him like, man, I, I love you, man. You were a better man than I. <laughs> we had so much fun. <laughs> you know, like, your face oh, lit up when you were telling me that i was like all right i gotta see some of them dude some of them were awesome <laughs> oh i was going through my phone recently and you gotta for your listeners that was four years ago maybe yeah Three, you know, four years ago like i just deleted those off my phone recently like <laughs> 30 videos of like laying out and like missing footballs <laughs> diving into like the shallow end of a pool <laughs> you know what's funny after that show it's not really funny i came home to find out my uh, girlfriend was pregnant and left there was a canadian but it wasn't my kid <laughs> I, i'm having bad luck around this time of year yeah that was that was for sure four years ago and that was fat steve like steve was a fat boy like i got fat again but i i I remember you you taking your shirt off at the archery at the like celebrity archery challenge remember that yeah that was like a year or two later and t-bone doing the pig squeal (laughs) yeah exactly i shot Kristen mcdaniel's bow because we're the same draw length (laughs) she is five foot one and i I have the same draw and then like she's like five foot one and then josh is just as dude he's like he's like a he's built like a like an ape dude he's like six six with like 40 foot arms yeah yeah uh oh yeah yeah, I remember. I remember that's when I spent some time with Cody Robbins. That's where I really got to know Cody, and I hunt with Cody like every year now. And um, he's a good he's a good friend. But I remember he grabbed like he was shooting with. Um, okay, he's with Bowtech now, but he was same company. But he was with um, I think at the time he was with Diamond, and he didn't bring a bow. He's like, I just flew in. I didn't know I was doing this, so I, he went to like the Diamond booth, and they like. <laughs> 
put a, they didn't paper tune. They didn't do anything. They just threw a sight on and he grabbed, he like went to another place to get some arrows and, you know, grabbed a release and he shot two shots and was like, okay, eight inches low and left. All right. And he got up and he shot and he liked, he didn't shoot lights out, but he shot like pretty well, like middle of kind of like <laughs> middle of the pack. But his, but his attitude, I'm so competitive that like, I'm just like, I, I have to, you know, I have to be, I know I'm not going to be the best, but I would like to be like up there. And he shot middle of the pack with a bow he'd never shot that wasn't wasn't sighted in in the least. It was like, okay, I got to aim, you know, nine inches high and right. And he just went up and he just shot and he just went, all right, there you go. Take the bow back. And like, I guess you have that type of confidence when you shoot like 15 mule deer over 200 inches and 10 bucks over 160, white tails over 160 in a row. I guess you just get that kind of confidence where you're like, where you're like, yeah. <laughs> she shooting against a bunch of fat midwesterners is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, like, Man, I don't have I don't have enough confidence to just go up and just be like, Meh. I, I'll just somebody else's bow and you know beat half the pack. Yeah. Anyway. It's you know, it's to me like like going back to like stand up. Whenever you tell someone you're a stand up comic, oh tell us one of your jokes. Give me a stage and a microphone and 15 people. Like, I can't, like, you can't just tell a carpenter, build me something. (laughs) Yeah. So I was at a, I was at a show, the Toronto Sportsman Show. I'm not going to name names, but I was at a Toronto Sportsman Show. And there was this kind of like show reporter, you know, like she was a social media person and, and like an influencer. And she went around and she was doing reporting at the show that was, that was like on behalf of the show. And, you know, I'm sure she did a good job. And she came up and and was like, this is Rev Daniels, you know, in the Catch and Deers booth. And if you haven't seen his stuff, whatever, say something funny. I was like, that's not, that's not how this works. That's not, that's not how this works. Like, turn off the camera. Oh, I don't even remember what I said, but I was like, this is the worst the worst see if i could do okay with a situation like that if i'm at a trade show mm-hmm. because like that's when you get into like show mode where you're used to like talking to people yeah if, yeah yeah if she would have came up straight to me and said said say something funny Back of my mind, about don't do it, but my mouth would have said something about her, <laughs> and I'd have been like, "That wig looks terrible." Your career. <laughs> I would just go like, because you would just like, I that that's me. <laughs> it was so hard. Like, yeah, yeah. You, I I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember what I said, but I remember just kind of reeling and going. I was not expecting this. No, but, and you yeah, can't have worse. I had a worse experience too. <laughs> so I did, I did, I did. It, it was disguised as, you know, it was set up to be like um, pro tips with Rhett Daniels, you know, like that kind of thing. And I got up and I basically did a, a stand up bit. And I did a, I did a, a bit where I was, it was a true story actually, but I went to the Iowa Deer Classic and you were there at the Iowa Deer yes. Classic. 
Um, and I went to that Iowa Deer Classic and they have their big buck competition. And there was a 201 inch um, in velvet and it was a doe. It's a 201 inch doe and it was insane. And then I, and then I saw the name tag and it said Caitlyn Jenner. And I went, ah, oh. you know, like that ain't no doe. And two girls got up in like the back row and looked at each other and like stormed out. Like they were furious. They were furious with me. And, and I was like, oh, I thought that joke was safe. This <laughs> content. <laughs> you, yeah. It's just a joke. It's, uh, it's getting like increasingly hard to, um, you know, get away with stuff like that. Like if it's, if you're joking, I'm like a very, very open person. Like, dude, I, it doesn't matter what you throw at me. Like, I'm good. Like, as long as we're, you're a good person, I don't care. Like, I got, I got friends that are trans, you know, allies. I struggle with pronouns. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, whenever I'm <laughs> talking to somebody, like, oh, they were very happy. I go, who? I'm like, oh, they, they them. So it's, it's, it's hard for me, but like, because I'm friends and I've like, want to be, you know, just nice to everybody. I uh I I try my best. I like I I do. And sometimes like you can you can play with it and you can get away with jokes, but there's been certain times that uh I've been on stage and I've said stuff that I don't think is that bad, but people are like that yeah, oh man, if like you know, you always hear of and I just I start calling Portlanders cuz I'm like you look like you would thrive in Portland. <laughs> when they start getting on, like, what gives you the right to say blah, 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 blah. that is inappropriate? Blah. And I'm just like, did you come to a comedy show in like college campuses? Like, no one wants to go there because, right? These woke white kids, uh, all of a sudden, like, you can't even toe the line of, oh. and you ask the, and you say a joke that offends the group. Like, if I uh, said a joke about something about trans people and then they're like you can't say that joke oh really and i'll text my friend michelle i'm like and michelle's trans hey what'd you think about this joke michelle back that shit's hilarious yeah. if i'm if i'm out of line i'll get <laughs> <Yeah>. told <laughs> yeah so i i watched a video today and it was on i was on social media <clears throat> and it was this pardon me this guy was dressed up in like traditional Mexican garb with like a sombrero, white guy with sombrero, fake mustache that's like scotch taped on. Oh, yeah. And like a full robe. You know what I mean? That the whole deal. Very, uh, yeah. <clears throat> he was on a college campus and he was saying, um, what do you think of my attire and, and whatever my, my, my costume? And all of the college students were saying, that's offensive. You can't wear that. That's cultural appropriation. You don't, you're not able to do that because you're Mexican. And so that's racist. And then he went to like a Mexican market and went in and was like, what do you think of my, they're like, I love it. It's the best. <laughs> does, this, does this offend you? No, it's great. I love it. Look at you. Like, and then everybody was just like, no, that's not offensive. Who cares? Like, I love it. You're, you know, and it's like, it's like the 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 you know white kids in college are offended by a guy dressed up as a Mexican, but everyone in Mexico isn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's dude, yeah. it's they're getting offended on behalf, and you know it's funny. Like it's a, it's a it's like being offended is a is a virtue now, right? 
it's yeah. I can I can show my moral superiority and you have no empathy and I do if I'm offended by everything. And it's like, well, it's you know, it's a cheap it's a cheap moral, you know, virtue signal. But anyway. But we said we we're gonna stay positive. So we are, we are. I, and it, well, you know, the positive thing is <laughs> Hey, you know what? <clears throat> I know I know something positive we can talk about because I just looked down at this. Um I got my little I know you can't see it. Everybody out there, I got my little Traeger Day 2022 pin. Oh, I I, I, I like my Traeger enough, but if I switch brands, don't hate me. (laughs) It's just one of the things that could happen. A little something down the the pipe here? It could be. could be. I'm I'm liking what uh, some random old Joe in Oklahoma is doing. Oh, okay. but someone I really enjoy, uh, I did get to see Rut Daniels uh, cooking with Matt Pittman. Yes. Yeah, Meat Church, Matty Pittman. Yeah. I love Matt Pittman a lot. Like, I've watched when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I, I would watch uh, so many of his videos just trying to learn. And that's actually really how I learned how to start smoking meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as well as. Thousands of other people from from that, yeah. It's and it was one of the most random things. So, uh, one one of my homies, he's on uh, Instagram as Traeger Daddy, little Sergio, mm-hmm. and him and uh, him and Matt are real tight. So you know, and like I I follow all the you know a lot of the 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 Traeger people, and I, I remember just uh, looking through his story one day, out of the blue, had no idea. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm here with Rut Daniels. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> what? How did this happen? I, like, I, I just, I had no idea. It was like, from like a day before, immediately I was like messaging him like, oh, bro, what? <laughs> How did this? Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, so I I know Jay Cutler a little bit um, because he's a Nashville guy. He's actually neighbors with my brother, Mike. Uh, who lives in Nashville, and so I got to know him. We talk mostly just talking hunting because he's a he's a big hunter. Is and he really? He's got oh yeah, Jay Cutler, yeah, big time. So he he's got a he's got a hunting property in Kentucky that is uh, close to ours, and so we'll send trail cam pictures oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And if I can't kill a turkey, you know, he's like, come over here. <laughs> yeah, have hey, Can you make sure our gate's closed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, so anyways, he's he's a guy that I um. Mike knows him better than I do, but I, I chat with him. And so he messaged me and said, Hey, do you want to come and do a podcast? Um, Eric Trump is a big fan of rut and he's coming along with, with me church. And we're going to surprise Eric by having rut come in kind of mid podcast and, and surprise him. And so I said, yeah, man, let's, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. And so I didn't know, I didn't know Matt uh, before then, but we we hung out for the day, basically. I don't know. We were there early afternoon into the late evening and, and grilled together and hung out and spent a lot of time. And now we, we keep in touch. He's an, he's an awesome guy. And I've really enjoyed um, really enjoyed getting to know him and uh, learned a thing or two about, about barbecue. In fact, I did a brisket. Uh, what day is it today? I, I did a brisket on Sunday. I started it late Saturday night and did it Sunday, and I did it with a standby. <laughs> oh, here we go. 
with the holy cow. Ah, yeah, I just ran out and of that. Earlier, earlier in the week, I did just a pork tenderloin on the barbecue with the um, honey hog barbecue. And so this stuff's legit. I've enjoyed it. I hadn't, I hadn't used it prior, and uh, I ordered some after I spent some time with Matt, and I ordered it after I tried his brisket. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah. And so I really, I really enjoyed it. I'd been using Traeger grubs um, prior and these these are awesome. Like it was it, the uh, brisket on Sunday was a was a big hit. Now, you you hold tight. I got to show you something. I, I got to show you something. This one will blow your mind. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> going through two of them. All right, this. Uh, I've got the the D's nuts pecan rub. Oh yeah, 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 dude! I'm okay. telling you, I I've been throwing this on pork chops. Yeah, and it is. I did ribs with them one time, yeah. and I don't know why I haven't done it a second time because I was always like trying to find out that new thing. I did them with these, and there is something about this this pecan rub that is just killer. I and, haven't tried. It's sweet enough, but it doesn't have that overwhelming sweetness. It gives it like that real nutty vibe, and I'm just like, yeah. I I love it. And while I'm you know I was preaching someone else's, like this is the makings of uh, my rub that I created um, nice. with Stevie's Eats, and we, we were talking about it because we've got we've got some stuff coming down the line that you know we we do want to do our own rubs and stuff and we got some video and things and i was just like man i'm not gonna be one of those guys that like if there's not an awesome rub, like i'm not not gonna use anybody else's stuff like yeah i put my stuff out but i'm like if we're doing like you know like a cooking video or something i'm like sometimes what we have just ain't gonna get it done and you see that with the meat church he's like hey you know use this w sauce and yeah i i'm i i we talked about, um, you know, relatability and authenticity earlier. And I think that's probably what works so well for, for Matt is he's just like a solid dude. That's super relatable and he doesn't pull any punches either. And that's, that makes you when people push too hard on something, it makes you kind of skeptical. And I, I, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe I just have this perspective because I, I like him. but I mean, it's just like, yeah, use this or if something else works, use that, you know? Yeah. So, so to, yeah. I gotta hear more about this brisket. Number one, how how much did you pay for the brisket? I didn't. So my <laughs> so we spent, we spent the the weekend up at the cottage um, at my brother's cottage here close. So it's only about an hour and a half away. We have a Traeger up there um, and a and a traditional gas grill as well. And my parents kind of, whenever we spend the weekend at the cottage, they love the barbecue. So they just kind of bring ribs or whatever they kind of want. And then we get there and they're like, look what I brought. <laughs> like here. And so I got, I, they told me before, you know, so I was able to bring what I needed, but they're like, Hey, I picked up a brisket. And so it was, um, I don't think it was, they got it. They said that they found a really good deal on it. And I think they paid like 40 bucks and, and it wasn't a huge brisket, but it was like a reasonable size. And then I was at the grocery store tonight. Cause I'm doing a rut video tomorrow that I'm going to do like a, sh a shore lunch. 
um, like a, a shore lunch when I catch some fish and then I, I grill it up. And so I need to get some groceries and they, they were like a hundred bucks at the grocery store. So I don't know where they found this thing, but it was, it was good. Um, I didn't love how it was trimmed. Like I wish they'd just leave everything on it and let me trim it. Um, because they, I don't like how they do it. So it got a little bit weird where they tried to cut into the point to remove fat. And then when it cooked, it just like, Oh yeah. So that wasn't good. But, um, aside from that, like it was really, it was really enjoyable. It, it was one of those, you know, they have a personality, right? Like it was one of those um, that took like 13 hours before I hit the stall. And then, so it ended up being like 15 or, you know, 15 or 16 hours total, which was fine. Cause I started the night before and then I did a, uh, like a four hour rest, I think. And then it served at one forty. So I was, I was happy with it. It ended up really good. And the flavor was awesome with this. Holy cow meat church. I wish I had um, brought a little bit of the honey hog. Cause I would have mixed a little bit of in, that in too, but it was great. Yeah. My, great. Uh, my first brisket I did. And I was saving up for it. Cause I knew how expensive it was going to be. And I, I yeah. ended up getting one for like 65 bucks. I was like, Oh, I, put it on the night before mm-hmm. at about nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. What temp? What I set it for or what it was running at? <laughs> Two different things. I've got the, I've got the Traeger tailgater. Yeah. That little thing is not, but I ended up replacing the fan cause I dropped it. Uh, mm-hmm. I ran that at, I tried to do it at 200 degrees because I was like, I'm going to let it go all night. Yeah, that's a nice like overnight temp. Yeah. I went and checked it at midnight. Yeah. It was already at 145 degrees. And I go, this ain't good. Yeah. I ended up putting that warm setting on where it was just going to keep it at 165. And that kind of stalled it out for a little bit. Right. And cooked it. I think I ended up pulling that thing at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Wrapping it. I'm not, no, you know what? I might have wrapped it way earlier than that because I think about like 7 a.m. it was done. I was like, oof. Yeah. Because I got I got real nervous. And this is when I was like, I, I was a little frustrated with it. It There were some slices that were like really nice and tender, real good smokering, and then there were some that were cutting like steak and I yeah. was like, so was it a full, like, was it a point and a flat? Yeah, it was, it was a full brisket. Yeah. And I, I trimmed so, so it the point was probably juicy and the flat was overcooked. You think, uh, the flat was getting really hard to the point yeah. where a lot of that brisket ended up getting chopped up and turned into burn ends, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which the burn ends yeah. turned out to be okay. But man, it just, it was one of those, it was a, the first time I did in like the, the, the flat was like definitely because um, there's a significant hot spot on that particular model. And it's right up here in the front right corner. And that just it's like, the, dude, it's it's the corner of death. So if you've got something that like if you got like the fattest piece of meat, that's where it's going to go. I did fat side up. I probably should have done fat side down. Just mm. after, I, I like fat side up. Personally, but if you have a hot spot on your grill, fat side down, probably protect it better, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I'm like, I'm still yeah. deciding if I'm going to do the next one. Uh, I'm like, not that I'm afraid to, but like I, I was, 
It was like that confidence thing. Yeah, I was feeling pretty confident. I'm like, dude, I was killing it on pork butts. But the the one thing about meat is it's never going to ever be the same. So I did. That's what I mean by by they have a personality. Yeah, like they, you're never. Sometimes you'll you'll cook one in eight hours, and sometimes it'll be thirteen. Yeah, so, two weeks ago. The longer you rest it, the better it is. So that's what makes brisket forgiving. And the the mistake I made the first time was I had a really, really tasty brisket and it was super dry is because I treated it like a steak, like a total amateur, and I rested it for like 15 minutes. Oh. <laughs> so like because I was running I was running late, you know, it wouldn't cook. So then I rested it for like 15 minutes and I was a nightmare. But anyways, you learn, you just you just do it as much as you can and you learn well here's something that's kind of kind of dumb i did i picked up a nine pound pork butt for 23 dollars. i was i i it was when i was filming uh it was like the same day yeah same day i was filming for or recording the podcast for um the backyard uh cookout cast the backyard barbecue cast and uh mm-hmm. I remember, like I was, I was trying to make it to somewhere in time because uh, I wanted people to try all this. It was, it was a like a Sunday, Sunday evening, and it was getting close to like nine o'clock. Like I put it on at ten o'clock in the morning, and it ran to almost seven, eight o'clock at night. Hmm. And I remember I was like bumping up the temp, just trying to get it to creep up a little bit so it could hit that stall. Then I could wrap it, you know, do the Texas crutch, and then get it there. And it was incredible. It was like juicy. I was like, I was getting a little nervous. I was like, eh, just tell me how the flavor is first instead of. But it turned out amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Next week, I got pretty cocky. Uh, paid half the price. So for two of them, I paid like a nine pound butt was now like fourteen bucks. And I'm like, why is this almost half the price? You know what I mean? I did one no wrap because I wanted to do a test, and then I wrapped the other one, and. I don't know what it was, but when I went to go pull the bone out, like the the meat around it was just like hard, like it was like pork chop tender, like pork chop, you know. Yeah. And I was like, uh, maybe that's just how the no wrap is. The other one, the one that wrapped, same thing. But I let the other one rest for almost two hours, um, and then the one that I did the no wrap, I basically pulled that right away. So like, I can't tell you why that particular area right around there. Everything else was like almost at like two ten. It was just weird, man. I, I maybe there's a reason they were that cheap. It's just that was the first time I'd ever ran, ran into that. But it happened to both of them. Wild hog. Yeah, <laughs> wild hog. I didn't watch wild hogs beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh man, wild hogs. That's another movie. I don't. I actually don't even want to get into. I that. never. That's, I've never. I've never seen that one. <laughs> R.I.P. Ray Liotta. It's here. It is. It's it's Ray Liotta, Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. and uh, Ray Liotta. He's the one that's is he? He's the guy that's in Goodfellas, right? He was and in Goodfellas. He yes, passed away a couple months ago. Is that right? I don't think it was a couple. I think it was like less than a month ago. Was it that soon? Okay, yeah, that recently. Yeah. And then the other guy that was in a Goodfellas, just uh, the mob boss. He actually just died uh, about a week ago. Who's that? Uh, what else was he in? Vin, uh, Vinny because the he died about a week after uh, Paulie Walnuts from Sopranos died. 
Uh, he he was in a couple of a couple things here and there. He, he was oh, really recognizable from from Goodfellas. Like if you were going to know him from anything, oh, that I was movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you definitely got to watch it. We got we got some homework. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch Nacho Libre. You gotta I mean, watch one of those ones that I almost watched just recently. I wish I had now because our conversation would be far more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you will uh, you will definitely have to check it out. But um, yeah. yeah, I know you got uh, I know you got a lot of work uh, that you got to get done, and that's why you sent your family away to the cabin <laughs> so you could get work yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in the summer, in the summer, especially when we get around to launch, we're launching the Catch and Deers uh, Fall Collection uh, just this week, and so when we get around that time, my wife goes, "So, what's this? What's next week looking like?" I'm like, "It's going to be early mornings and long days, you know." And so she takes the uh, takes the little ones and goes up to see her. You know the her her parents up at the lake, and they enjoy that time. And then I can I can focus on getting some work done. So, but it's it's we've got the catch and deer's retail tour right now too. And so it's a tough it's a tough time just being away from family because have a little six month old girl, and you go yeah, away yeah. for ten, come back, and she's different, you know. And so, but it's it's um, it's also a rewarding time as well for our for our business and our brands, and so. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this this fall launch because I think it's our best collection that we've we've ever done, and we've got a great ducks collection that we're excited about. Um, you're getting a little preview here for those of you watching, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited about what we're doing on the on the ducks stuff, and that's a passion of mine. I absolutely like. I'm torn up over duck hunting. I love it. I fell in love with it. Uh, several years back and it's just you know i'm fixing up a duck boat right now with you know with a beaver tail blind and a and a backwater mud motor and did all the work to the to the boat putting um what are they called pods on the back and painting it and so i'm I'm having a lot of fun with that but that's something that i just i love it because um because even a bad duck hunt's a great duck hunt you know because you're sitting there with friends and you're you know, all right, take the little guy out. And, and, um, so it's something very, very social. And I'm, I'm so busy. I, I'm very passionate about deer hunting and all of those things. But when I get home from maybe two weeks of deer hunting, um, I can't come home and I, I don't, not that I don't want to, cause I, I love it enough that I probably would, <laughs> but I can't, I can't, you know, sit all day in a, in a stand, but I could take Wesley out for a morning or go with my dad, yeah. you know, from duck hunting and that's quality time spent together and so i i love it so we're excited about the the catching duck stuff this fall and um you know we think it's going to work really well for our retail partners as well and so lots lots of fun stuff man that'd be that'd be really cool so uh when does the when does the tour officially kick off and where are you going to be like a couple cities just in case someone's listening here and wants to wants to come check yeah. you out so the best way to, to check is to go on catchandears.com. And if you go, um, we, we have some tabs at the top and I don't know if it's under, um, I think it's under the hunt camp, but then it says retail tour. You can check all the stops, but we're going down the East coast, um, on August 13th, we start at Kittery training post in Maine. And then we go down through, um, through Maryland and through North and South Carolina. And then we hit up uh, Smoky Mountain Knife Works in, in Tennessee. And then we finish off and I'm, and I'm skipping over some, but um, we, uh, we finish off in uh, at the Mossy Oak store 
in uh, in Mississippi. And then we had to unfortunately postpone a few a few stops that we have in Ohio, um, and they're being rescheduled to the twentieth and twenty first of September. Um, and uh, and that's that's Vance and Finfeather Fur in Ohio, and then yeah. we, we finished in Ontario on September twenty third at East Hill Outdoors. And so those are those are um, great retail partners of ours, and are a chance for us to because we're we, we do a lot on on social media like a, like a lot of brands do now. It's really fun to engage, you know, on a more personal level. So the meet and greets and the the stories of hunt camps and you know things like that. It's it's a lot of fun to do, and um, yeah, and to get to know and to kind of draw some awareness to some of our retail partners as a Catch and Deers brand is is awesome. So it's been the first leg was was really great. So we're excited to continue that. Oh, good. Yeah, I'll uh, and I'll try and post a a link to that. Um, so if anybody out there on the East Coast can make a couple of shows or you know down south, yeah, um, even Ontario. I wonder if my my buddy's up in Canada, Scott Clark. He uh, he's met you a couple times. Oh yeah, he's. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time, uh, you sent me, you sent me like that one pug life or whatever, and <laughs> I googled where those guys were, and Scott goes, "Yes, he's like that's like three neighborhoods away from me." He goes, "I drive past that place all the time." I'm like, "Oh man!" So, so you mentioned that night in Wisconsin, in um, West Bend, Wisconsin, right? That's where yes. we were, the West Bend, Wisconsin, and. I have a video on my phone still of after we were throwing the football around in that pool, my buddy and, and business partner, Ryan Hawkins and Reed fought, we were in the, in, in, um, in the hot tub together and they were doing the one, was it one pug life? No, I'm sorry. This was a different, this is a different guy. I'm thinking of, um, um, not one pug life, but what's the guy's name? He goes, um, Hey, buddy, people are talking about you, saying that you're deadly. And so we were doing that. And <laughs> it's, another, it's another YouTuber. And I was wrongly thinking that that was one pug life. But one pug life is uh, it, um, the confidence antler, bud. Oh, you stole her, Ray. You stole her. Yeah. My favorite. Like watching machines and stuff on a go-kart with holy with uh, goalie gear on. <laughs> just count the amount of cigarettes that they're always ripping. Oh, <laughs> they're just huffing darts left and right, and it's amazing. I yeah. remember, like, the first time you showed me that, I couldn't stop watching. I'm like, I, I need to see more. No, they're just wild. They're wild. Viewer discretion is advised. They're very, wild, very much so. But if you uh, if if you're familiar with uh, any uh, kind of rural town in Iowa, like you would get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is like small town. Just... It's not cultural appropriation, but it's culturally appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, I don't want to uh, keep you too much longer in my. Uh, my iPads here here is getting ready to die because I haven't figured out how to get a power cord that serves both as an audio jack and uh, you need some sort of splitter. Yeah, I know they're thirty bucks on Amazon that I could go buy one, or I could keep spending thirty bucks on scratch tickets once a week. And um... <laughs> so you didn't win that one point three billion dollar Powerball. No, someone in Illinois did, like a single winner. Yeah, and I haven't heard much else from it, but uh, I would promise you, if it was me, this podcast would not be happening. <laughs> I would, uh, I would have faked my own death. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I would go I would probably go to the the hills of Montana. Yeah. Find somewhere to get Wi Fi and I would just become like five thousand pounds. Like I would give I would be the six thousand pound man. I would just get fat playing video games. By the Dutton Ranch or anything? The Dutton Ranch? Yeah, from Yellowstone. Do you watch Yellowstone? I, I, I don't. I, okay. That's I have the, the Yellowstone Ranch. I tried to get into it. I watched like the first season and then I, I get, I get, you know, um, frustrated when something doesn't make sense to me. It's like, this guy's got this billion dollar ranch and his kids are going to die and people are trying to shoot them all the time. And like really over a chunk of land, your family's going to die. I don't buy this. And then I'm out, you know? Yeah. So anyway, it's not, it's not that it's not a good show. I just, I just couldn't, couldn't get into it really. So anyway. But that just derailed your sign off. No, <laughs> Stevie, I feel like you're going to do a sign off, and then I'm like, not so fast. No, hey, 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 not so fast. We're going to talk about Yellowstone, and then we both just hated it. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you see Yellowstone? No, it sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Let's move on. <laughs> no, uh, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on and doing this. Uh, I, I I had a blast with this uh, this conversation. I'm glad it went the uh, went the way that it did. Um, I'm really excited for your new line. Catching Ducks is going to be awesome. Not like new line, but you know, like new line of oh clothing. Yeah, new, new, yeah, new collection. Yeah, new collection. That's how you would call it. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're in the fashion industry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Milan next year. Yeah. <laughs> there is a town near where I live, and it's spelled the same, but it's called Milan. And I oh, lived in I lived in Milan for years and years and. Let me tell you, one pug life could come in there and they would not stand out. That's engineers <laughs> should come to Milan and do a a fashion show launch and do like a runway and then we can tell everybody we were in Milan <laughs> and have like a redneck fashion show. You think that's ever been done? Mm. Hey, and there's no wrong answers. I'm just spitballing here. I'm I'm know? I'm telling you like legitimately it might wait till springtime, but we could probably work that out. Probably get the, the, the boys involved, WCB boys. Okay. I, Hey, maybe you should, maybe we should wait until we launch the catch and ears underwear before we do that. Would you consider modeling? I, I have a joke <laughs> and <laughs> I have a joke that I say like, cause I, I, I I want you to still think we're friends, but I don't want you to know how filthy I get on stage. But I do a joke. Uh-huh. One of the more tame things is where I say, like, I was like, I was mad that I got broken up with or that I got cheated on because finally, first first time in my life, I'm comfortable being fat. I'm like, I was enjoying looking like a farm and fleet underwear model. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There's no better sign off than that, buddy, right there. That is, that is. Yeah, I'll definitely maybe I'll maybe I'll send you a set. But yeah, uh I actually I'm I'm I've got a perfect venue for if you wanted to do that and there's there's a lot of hope for something like that happening. So um yeah, I I've got ideas, but I am also very thankful that you took the time to do this. Really excited to see what goes on. Where else can people find you, or do you not want to be found? Just have them go to Catching Deers and leave you alone personally. <laughs> yeah. 
no, catchandeers.com is the site or at daniels.com. We've got both brands, of course. And then at catchandeers on Instagram and, uh, and at rut daniels and, you know, Google. There's this thing now that <clears throat> it's called Google and you can just type anything in there and then it searches the whole internet all at the same time. It's spectacular. You use that. That works really good. Actually, <laughs> my buddy found a site. It's called Let Me Google That For You. If I'd ask him a question, you type it in, and when you, he'd send a link, and it says Let Me Google That For You, and it actually asks the question in the Google bar, and then shows you the results. It's beautiful. It's anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So no, just uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram. And our websites are catchandears.com and rutdaniels.com. And YouTube, uh, we have a YouTube channel for Rut Daniels with all of our, our videos, including our, you know, our full, we say full, the short six to eight minutes um, hunting, hunting content where they're, you know, our weekly videos for Rut Daniels are, are a minute long and they're just kind of rapid paced kind of one-liners and stuff like that. And, um, and they're just kind of the weekly adventures of Rut. And then we have the episodes. Those episodes are more of an in-depth, uh, more of an in-depth, you know, bear hunt or deer hunt or, you know, bow fishing and stuff like that. So we're, our season two is going to be launching around um, the start of September, I believe. So, um, yeah, so we're excited about that as well. Wonderful. Well, I, uh, I do appreciate you. I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, I'm going to give myself a round of applause for drinking a six pack of NAs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still good. <laughs> I do. Uh, man, I love you. Send a shout out to Athletic Brewing Company. It. I'm literally drinking a Run Wild IPA and not uh, not feeling uh, feeling bad. So, um, yeah, I'm well, keep at her, Stevie. You doing you doing awesome. So thank you, and thanks for having me on. It's it's a pleasure to to catch up with you. And, yes, and, sir. It's a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. And the one cuss word that is. Uh, Got to be said on this episode, the actual cuss word is, uh, hey, guys, remember, the Wu-Tang slang is mad fucking dangerous. Later. <laughs>